And uh, Yana, good morning. And uh, let's start right there with the price of Brent crude oil, $60. Uh, good morning, Fatina. Yes, uh, we've seen Brent crude has continued to march higher um, in recent sessions, and it's now breached that important $60 a barrel mark. And it's, it's more of the same story in terms of what is driving Brent crude at this moment, being that um, Saudi Arabia has again come out saying that they are committed to extending um, output cuts beyond the short term. And this is something that the market has continued to, to cling on to, and that's just been driving Brent crude higher. And unfortunately, you know, with oil prices continuing to rise, it, it does suggest that, that South African um, consumers will likely continue to to have to fork out more for petrol, um, which, especially alongside the weaker currency, is something that um, raises some concerns in terms of, of consumption spending. And then uh, last week's main event was, of course, the midterm budget and uh, news wires remain abuzz with comments from Finance Minister Malusi Kikaba. Any fresh insights over the weekend? Yes, Sakina, indeed. So um, we saw that the Finance Minister on Friday in an interview with City Press indicated that uh, the nuclear bill program is definitely off the table for now. And um, this is, I think this is a very welcome development. Um, and the indications given by the finance minister that, that there isn't any room for nuclear, uh, a nuclear deal to be made right now is, is justified by the fact that, well, firstly, South Africa simply cannot afford the one trillion rand nuclear plan. plan. Um, and this is a notion that was corroborated by the very, very abysmal budget numbers that were revealed um, at the medium-term budget last week. And then the finance minister also indicated that uh, nuclear is simply not necessary in the current weak growth environment, as South Africa can quite comfortably meet, um, you know, energy demand at present. So this is, I think, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. It gives us a strong indication that uh, National Treasury um, is well aware of, of what the limitations are in terms of what the country can and cannot afford at the time being. So this is a positive development, um, I believe. And another thing that the finance minister also said um, on Friday is that uh, he has planned to to freeze civil servant salaries from middle management and higher. And he also said that chunks of state-owned enterprises um, should be sold um, in order to, to... address um, the issue at the country's state-owned entities. Now, again, uh, both these these uh, notions suggest that National Treasury is well aware that uh, the country has reached a point where some really difficult decisions need to be made in order to avoid South Africa ultimately going along uh, the route of, of, of approaching the International Monetary Fund for a bailout, as we've seen with, with several other countries, such as Greece is a prime example uh, a few years ago, which many listeners would pro- probably be um, aware of or familiar with. So I think, Sakina, maybe just to mention in terms of, of selling off parts of South African state-owned enterprises, because often there's a lot of con- controversy surrounding whether or not it's justified to sell state assets. Um, I-, I want to make the point that if we... If government decides to partially privatize state-owned entities, we, it could ultimately be a decision that benefits everybody in South Africa. If we see that that private sector players are, are allowed to come into state-owned entities and they can 
aid in getting the measures in place to make these enterprises profitable again, then most certainly uh, South Africa can benefit, um, the entire South Africa can benefit from this, as we'll be in a situation where these entities are now generating revenues again and they can contribute to government taxes, whereas the situation that we're in right now, we see that these entities are in fact um, detracting from the fiscal standing. You know, it's a burden on the fiscus as government needs to bail out these entities. So from that point of view, I think um, some positive news in terms of, of the budget. But of course, we'll have to wait and see what um, the, the concrete plans are come the, the February budget next year. Indeed. And you've really touched on the uh, petrol price, uh, fuel price increment. Uh, but of course, there's plenty happening in the week ahead in terms of both local and international data. Where will the focus rest for local markets at the start of the new week, Yana? So the, the local data card kicks off with money supply and credit growth numbers um, that will be released this morning. And the monetary environment has been quite weak. Uh, the credit cycle has been tight. And this is a function of of both um, central bank monetary policy, which has been very prudent in recent years, and then also, uh, you know, something that's maybe less positive is the fact that we've had consumer and business sentiment has been particularly weak, and this is something that's constraining loan demand and, of course, um, preventing uh, the economy from gaining material traction. And then also something that's been exerting a drag on credits, through the course of recent years, is much tighter regulation that resulted after the, the global financial crisis back in 2008. So for the time being, we think that that money supply and credit data is likely to show that um, from a credit perspective, economic growth is likely to, to remain subdued. Then the other data release that will be out today is the monthly uh, government budget figures. And this data is likely to, to just highlight once again how the deficit is continuing to widen as revenues are under severe pressure. And, of course, um, you know, the data is likely to just reaffirm what was offered by the finance minister last week in that medium-term budget. Maybe just to, to quickly um, touch on what, what also other data releases that are out in the week ahead. Uh, we've got unemployment data for Q3 that will be released tomorrow as well as the, the monthly trade data. And then on Wednesday, there's the monthly um, vehicle sales data as well as the manufacturing PMI. And then finally on Friday, there's the economy-wide standard bank PMI that will be released. So all in all this week, there's plenty happening, and we are likely to get a nice snapshot of of what's happening in the local economy um, into the final months of the year through the course of the week ahead.